This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. To, to do this. So just um, dive right in. Um, as you're all are, as you're all aware, it's a faith meeting. And every time we gather, we just try to look at some things that, that God has provided for us in Christ Jesus, things that are our very present reality um, today. And you see, one of the admonitions of the apostles to us is learning by observation. It's one of the many things um, they wrote across the epistles is that we learn by observation, seeing what has happened previously, and then we take dressing. Amen. Um, Hebrews 6 12 says that you've been not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit um, the promises. Hebrews 13, um, 7 to 8, uh, which is a very popular scripture, says that you remember them which have ruled over you, who have spoken to you the word of God, whose faith you follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. You see, we have always read um, Hebrews 13, 8 in isolation. But that verse is not in isolation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, is not, it's not a standalone thing. You know, many people even frame it to their churches. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, it's true. But there is a premise upon which that is true. And it's verse 7. And I'd like to read that verse 7 from the NET. But that's the New English translation. It says, remember your leaders who spoke God's word to you. Reflect on the outcomes, the outcome of their lives and imitate their faith. It says to reflect on the outcomes of their lives and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So the reason why Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever is because we are looking at some things that he did in the lives of people who, are, who have gone ahead of us. People when times pass, we see how this things have worked. We see how, how faith has never failed. We see how the victorious life that we have. Without, because of that, we can see that we, can, we have a victorious life today. We can see that our future is secure because of the things that have happened before. We then see Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. And the same thing, uh, Hebrews 10, 36. Um, it says, you have need of patience after you have done the will of God that you might receive the promise. So like I said, just some things um, to take dressing. The Bible says in Romans 15 that uh, whatsoever things were written at what time were written for our learning um, that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So we're just going to look at some things um, this morning, uh, this evening rather. This is just to say, the reason why I started like this, because this is not even part of, this is not even part of the teaching at all. It's just to say that you see, as, as believers, we don't have we don't have a luxury of time. God God has put people ahead of us. God has ensured that we have come in this generation so that we can take the we can take learning from the things that have happened and run with them. It's the things that our fathers learned um, 
in previous years. We can't start learning all over again. We just need to pick those things. Many times we see them from scriptures. We pick them, we implement them in our lives, and we take giant steps. And I believe that that's even the role of, of parents. Even, even physically, I believe that that's the idea of the role of parents. That old age should speak wisdom, that men are supposed to guide each children in the way that they should go, in the way that they themselves have worked, in the way that faith has worked for them across the years. Then they take their children to start from where they stopped. I think that's, that's what it's supposed to be. So today we'll just look at um, a few examples of, of some fathers regarding a friend called time. <laughs> it's, I, I, I like to call time my friend. You see, um, you know that the world says that um, time waits for no man. And they say this because <clears throat> they, <clears throat> they are in a constant race. <clears throat> they are trying to catch up with time. They are trying as much as possible to hustle and, 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 and do many things. Um, they see a lot of people and they are challenged. They, they, see, they, they look at their lives and they feel like, if only they could do more, if only they, since time waits for no man, they look at their lives and they feel regret sometimes that time waits for no man. So do what you have to do um, quickly and all of that. But you see, that is, that is the wisdom of this world. God doesn't say that. God says that's not true. And the Bible says that's not even true. You remember even the story of, of Joshua. He made time stand. So time is never, is never and should never be an enemy for us. In our work of faith, we must, we must know this. It's very important and we must be rest assured that all the time we have, I mean, the one we have now is just enough. Hallelujah. All the time you have is just enough. Glory to God. You see, when Paul said in Ephesians 5, 16, that redeeming the time, for the days are evil. You see, he didn't say time is evil. It's the days, the days of men. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world. Yes, it, these are evil days. They are the days of man. The Bible says that how we shall young man cleanse his way, but by taking heed thereon to according to your word. So the young man means cleansing from a certain way. It's the way of this world. It's, it's, it's the day of evil. But time in itself is not evil. That, that's why we redeem time. We save time even from, from, from um, some of this, hallelujah. So like I said, time is your friend. And it should be, it can, and it should be an instrument and an ally. So uh, by way of beginning, let's just start with Genesis 17. Let's open to Genesis 17. Genesis 17 from verse one. <clears throat> and when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. 99 years old. And the Lord appears to him and says, Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and, and you know the, the, the old story. Promised him about a child and told him about the generations to come. But how do you tell a 99-year-old man that walk before me and be perfect? That means there's, there's a possibility of perfection even at 99 years old. All you have been looking for all your life, 
every single thing you have been trying to achieve. God says, walk before me. That, see, that's the most important thing. Whether you are 99, whether you have lost years, whether you have lost, you have lost opportunities, he says, walk before me now and be perfect. He said, we can have perfection with the time that we have now. Hallelujah. Our completion and our perfection is by walking in line with God. That's, that is what God wants. You see, we must never see it as a disadvantage. You see, we can't be too fast and can't be too slow with God. Hallelujah. See that everything that God wants to achieve with our lives can be achieved. See, this is the kind of God to whom we have to do. It's the God to whom perfection is possible even in late years. Perfection is possible even in late years. And as I began to think about this, you see, I, it came to my mind that there might be a lot of people who are challenged, who think that they've lost opportunities. Maybe they are here. Maybe there are people who will listen to this, who think that the time that they have and the dreams that they have cannot be accomplished anymore. You see, that's the lie of the devil. God says, walk before me and be thou perfect. Hallelujah. Walk before me and be thou perfect. <clears throat> this is the God to whom we have to do. He is Lord over all, even of the time. Hallelujah. Amos 9. <clears throat> Amos chapter 9. From verse 13. Maybe I reach, maybe, let me start from verse 11. He says, in that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is falling and close up the breaches thereof. And I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all of the hidden which are called by my name. Say the Lord that doeth this. Say the Lord that doeth this. It says, behold, the days come, verse 13, that's where I'm going. Behold, the days come, say the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed, and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed, and all the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me read that from the Amplified and as, as we begin to build on what we want to pray today. You see, um, just to say, you see, prayer, when, when we say we pray, we gather to pray. Prayer is not, just, is not just calling our needs out to God and crying out for help. Sometimes prayer is spiritual exercise. Like Papa Egan says, sometimes it's taking our place in the body and the family of God. He's fellowshipping with our Father. He's carrying out his will upon the earth. He's joining forces with God the Father. He's walking and living in his presence. So even today, the things that we're going to be praying about is more of a prayer of thanksgiving for the possibilities that are in our future. Hallelujah. Amos 9, 13. I said I'll read from the Amplified. It says, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes, him, oh, sorry, I, I don't think I'm reading from the Amplified. Did I say Amplified? Sorry, let me read from the message translation. 
Amos 9, 13. He says, yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will spin. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the use of another. He says, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring out of the mountains and the hills. He says, I will make everything right again for my people, Israel. Hallelujah. God says, things are going to be happening so fast. That's what he means by, by the plowman overtaking the reaper. One who is already gathering. How can you say someone who is just plowing? Is going to overtake that man. You see, don't try and think it with your head. This is the kind of God that we have to do with. These things are possible. And that's all I'm going to say today. That these things are possible. Hallelujah. Our faith must remain in him. And seek time, not as an enemy. And, and, and don't limit the power of God. You see, this thing happened in, in, in the Old Testament. To when God mentioned certain things that beats the imagination, that beats time. And there was a certain man for what we know is his economic acumen, his intellectual, intellectual acumen. He felt this was impossible. God said things are going to be happening so fast. So see, time is not your enemy. Your faith in God must stand strong. Time is not your enemy. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 7. Second Kings chapter 7. Oh, hallelujah. Second Kings 7, and from verse 1. Maybe I'll, I'll start from Second Kings 6, so that I just lay a little background on, on what's happening here. I'll start from Second Kings 6, 24. It says, and it came to pass after this that Benadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass head was sold for four square pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Dung. <laughs> it was so bad. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my Lord, O King. And he said, if the Lord do not help you, how can I help Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press, there's nothing. And the king said unto her, what he let be? And she said, this woman said unto me, so she gave a complaint, just to portray how bad this was. The Bible says that they had besieged them a long time. Said so this woman said unto the king, she said unto me, give me your son that we may eat him today and we will eat my own son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and we ate him. And I said unto her on the next day, give me your son that we may eat him also. And she hid that son. You see how bad things were. Things had gone this, this length. How then can a man of God, Second Kings 7-1, a man of God called Elisha then said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a barley of fine flour be sold for a shekel 
and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. You see, just like many of us, it's not easy to grasp that. It's not easy to believe that God can collapse time. It's not easy to believe that everything you have been looking for, you can get it in a few days. You can gather those things in a few years. The things you have thought, the things you've, you've thought you have lost for years, you can recover them. The same thing a man said in Vasu. He says, Then the Lord, on whose hand the king gleaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might these things be? And he said, Behold, you will see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat thereof. Why? Because this is prophecy. This is in the presence of God. A man of God just said something. This is not a usual man of God. This is Elisha. Just in verse 6, you already knew things that happened. They sent an army to him. He called them blind. He was encamped around by, by the angels of God. So you know this is not just an ordinary man. You know that God is with this man and he's making this proclamation. You see, that's not the time to rely on your senses. And the same thing I'm saying to us today, do not rely on your senses. Don't think time is your enemy. Don't think you have lost out on things. God says, walk before me and be perfect. Things can turn around, hallelujah. Since we must never limit God by our circumstances or our too much education about the timing of certain things. He says, this source of frustration about time will disappear if we just appreciate this attribute of God. You see, many, many, many don't see God in this manner. Many don't see that things can collapse. Many don't think, see that God can return years. You see, and that is the attitude of faith, that all things are possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. Even time can be recovered. Even lost years can be taken. Lost years can be given back. Hallelujah. Yes, in captivity can be turned around, and it will be as though nothing has happened. Glory to God. You see, with God, the plowman can overtake the one that is reaping. See, he's a reason to rejoice. This is something to rejoice about. Like I said, when we come to this kind of prayer meetings, it's not just to voice our needs. Sometimes it's to shout in praise. Sometimes it's to shout in joy about the things that God has provided for us. He said, we are not disadvantaged. Never. We are never disadvantaged. Even time is our friend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You remember the story of Abraham and Lot? And Abraham and Lot grew so much and Lot's people thought that they started fighting naturally. And Abraham went to him to say, you see, we don't need to fight. Just you have the whole land before you choose. And you see Lot choosing the best land. You see him choosing the best part. Choosing established cooperation, things that seem to be working. And he left what to his brother? Something that was bad. Something disadvantaged. But you see, in God, there is no disadvantage. That's what I'm trying to get us to see today, that there is no disadvantage. That thing you have thought as disadvantage is a lie. We just need to focus our eyes on God. Hallelujah. We see people around choosing the best things in life. People are having the best things. And it seems we are left behind. Relax. Hallelujah. Relax. He says, walk before me and be perfect. He says, in our work of faith, it is the provision for patience. And that's why I read the parts that I read at the beginning, Hebrews 10, 36, that you have need of patience. 
Then after you have done the will of God, that you might inherit the promise. Hallelujah. He says that we should mark them that have gone before us. He says whose faith and patience we should follow. Hallelujah. The Bible says that while waiting, Abraham, he kept giving glory to God. He was busy giving glory to God, giving praise unto God, not staggering or doubting, doubting the time or his circumstance and those that, was, that were around him. He was not looking at his circumstance and thinking he was in disadvantage after God spoke these things unto him. Because God said to him, walk before me and be perfect. Walk before me and be perfect. The Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith. That's Romans chapter 4. Maybe we should read Romans 4. Hallelujah. This is our attitude. Even when we are not sure, even when we don't know what's going on, when it seems that we are at a disadvantage, when it looks like things are too bad, you see, we have the word of God for times like this. Time is our friend, hallelujah. We are not disadvantaged by time. We are not disadvantaged by circumstance. God can collapse the whole thing together, hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, from verse 18. He says, who against hope, believed in hope, that's Abraham, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And be not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. You see, brothers and sisters, there was enough to consider. This man was 99 years old. There was nothing more there. Sarah was stricken in age. There seems to be nothing more there. But God said, walk before me and be perfect. So I don't care what my body is saying. I don't care the years that it looks like I've been lost. I don't care even when they are saying in Harvard Business Review that my case is unredeemable. Because the Bible says that the man who spoke against Elisha was the man on whom the king rested. So these are trustees, these are trusted sources. These are people with intellectual argument. These are solid economic guys. You see, but in God, those things don't play. He said, walk before me and be perfect. And the Bible says, be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, was strong in faith, giving glory to God, was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that he would have promised was also able to perform. He said, that's the point, being fully persuaded. We have to be persuaded of these things. We have to see God in this light, that he's able to turn things around in a jiffy, that God is able to turn things around, that things can happen so fast, that your head will begin to spin. One thing happening on the heels of another, hallelujah. So let's just begin to give God praise and give God glory here. Think about what, whatever you have brought here, whatever thing that has brought you here and begin to give glory to God. Think about everything that, that is supposed to be disadvantaged for every time that seems like you have lost. Think about it and give glory to God. Knowing that he's the one, a, a day with him is like a thousand years. He can turn things around in the Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you.
Mando Sakapatawaya, Rekitomo Shetelemondo Bosch, Memanon de Gesuketosakia, the Oriental Scotch. He says, Walk before me and be perfect and be complete. Hey, you see, there is nothing that it looked like. He, when we read the story of Abraham, the only time we have to go back to the time of his childlessness was just to talk about his faith. But he didn't look like he lost anything. He had the child and he had the generation the Lord talked about. Hallelujah. Sarah, in her old age, brought about that child. You see, there is nothing that is impossible. Hallelujah. Walk before me and be perfect is what God says. You see, God is a master strategist. He's a master. You can't beat him. You can't beat God. He, we must always think that in our minds. He said, this is the attitude of faith. This is the spirit of faith. Faith says, I believe God. Faith says, God is bigger than everything. Hallelujah. He says, you can't even scheme a fast track with God. His way is still the best. You see, it makes me think about Israel. Israel wanted a king. They wanted a king so bad. They felt they were losing something. They felt no things were not right with them. But God was raising David for them. Matthew 1, 17 tells us the calculations. I mean, it's a wonderful calculation in God. That from Abraham to David was 14 generations. From David to going into exile, another 14 generations. And from that to Christ, another 14 generations. So it looked like they asked for Saul out of time. God was preparing something for them. You see, Israel thought they were losing things by not being progressive. They felt they were not progressive enough. They felt they were not progressing. Other nations are doing this. I am not doing this. No, I need a king. I need to adjust my own way. I need to go in my own path. You see, many times we do that with our lives too. The things that God has said concerning us, we see it. We know how to go about it. But because it looks like time is going, we begin to take a detour. We begin to adjust things that, that we are not supposed to adjust. We begin to take decisions that we are not supposed to take. Hallelujah. You see, all those kingdoms that they felt like they, they had kings, David conquered all of them. Hallelujah. By the time David showed, he conquered all of them. So it looked like there was nothing lost. They could have just waited a little while. You see, because there is nothing else they lost except the evils of Saul. That's all they gained from that. They gain the evil of Saul in that time. Hallelujah. Nothing more. We can avoid unnecessary things. We can avoid unnecessary troubles in our life by being too desperate. And by being joyful in the midst of even what you don't understand. That's what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Let's, let's read Hebrews 13 again. You see, when you don't understand things, when we don't understand things, we must remain joyful. Hallelujah. See, that's what the Bible tells us. It doesn't tell us to be too desperate and start taking detours. The Bible says that we should be content. Amen. Hebrews 13. We read um, 7 to 8 before. Let's just read from 5 now. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. And be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hallelujah. He says, be content with such things as you have. Let your life be free of covetousness. You see, you can also 
interpret, although he was talking about money, but you can also interpret this for time. He says, let your life be without covetousness. Don't think you have lost too much. He says, be content with the time that you have. Be content with that which you are doing. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. He says that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. He said, the Lord is with us. That is the boldness and the confidence that we have. That's why we can be content even now. That's why we can give God praise even when we don't understand. Because we know that God is with us. He said, he will never leave. I think a translation says, I will never leave. Never, never glory to God. He will never leave you. You see, faith is not disobedience. He's not dragging what is ours already. Hallelujah. He's not going outside God's will. He's actually living completely in the will of God. The revealed will of God. I think we said that like two weeks ago. It's living in the will of God. It's as the Spirit gives it unto us, the exact templates. These are the things that we speak. Hallelujah. We speak wisdom amongst them that are mature, is what the Bible says. Yet not the wisdom of this world that is coming to nothing, but the wisdom of God. He says, We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. He says, We have not received the spirit of this world. But the spirit that is of God says that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. It says which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Ghost teaches. So the Holy Ghost gives us words. The Holy Ghost gives us our own words. So we don't speak our own things. We don't just speak. We go in line with what God is saying. And what God is saying is that all that you have is enough. Hallelujah. All that you have is enough. He said, that's the secret of faith. That we are speaking the things as shown by the Spirit. We are not taking a bit of, we are not living outside time. We are living, like I said at the beginning, patience is part of faith. He says, true faith and patience inherit the promise. Hallelujah. You see, as we do this, we will see instant changes. We will see sweet responses in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm still going to give us some time to pray, but just before we pray, I want us to read Some verses from Numbers, still talking about time. Hallelujah. Numbers 9. Glory to God. Numbers chapter 9. From verse 15. Hiya. Numbers 9, 15. Say, and on that day, on the day that the tabernacle was read up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of testimony. And at evening, there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by the day and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel preached their stands. He said they left Egypt, and this was how God was leading them. This was you. You see what we are still going here. It's such a wonderful thing that as they are going, the Bible says that upon the tabernacle, up on the day, cloud. 
in the night fire hallelujah and they were led by this he says when the cloud was taken away from the tabernacle then they moved when the cloud stayed they stayed hallelujah at the commandment of the lord the children of israel joined and at the commandment of the lord they pitched as long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle they rested in their tent oh my god you see you would think that you are wasting time the children you would think the children of israel are wasting time he says as long as the tabernacle stayed as long as the glory stayed upon the tabernacle they stayed in their camp hallelujah let's read on 19 and when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days then the children of israel kept the charge of the lord and what was the charge of the lord they stayed there you see it's not time to move it, it, that god is tired that it looks like things are tired it's not a time to change tactics it's not a that's not how faith goes that's not the word of god the bible says at the commandment of the lord they journeyed and at the commandment of the lord they stayed hallelujah he says and so it was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle according to the commandment of the lord they abode in their tents and according to the commandment of the lord they journeyed and so it was when the cloud abode from evening until the morning and that the cloud was taken up in the morning and they journeyed whether it was day or it was night that the cloud was taken up they moved hallelujah whenever time as because that's how we are led we are led by the moves of the spirit we are led because the bible even said in exodus 23 that i will send my spirit before you to guide you to a land that i have prepared for you so they, <coughs> they were being led by the spirit of god hallelujah so whether it was day or night they moved whether it was two days or a month or a year that the clouds tarried upon the tabernacle remaining very the children of israel abode in their tents and did not journey but when it was taken up they journeyed wow look at that it says whether it was two days a month a year it doesn't matter stay it doesn't matter stay there hallelujah we'll stay there giving glory to god he says, at the commandment of the Lord, they rested in their camp. And at the commandment of the Lord, they joined it. Hallelujah. He said, that's what God would like us to see. That walk before me and be perfect. You see, our perfection is only by walking with God. Whether it's two days, whether it's one month, whether it's ten years, whatever it is that it looks like you are waiting and nothing seems to be happening or you have lost hope, you think you have lost those years, God says it doesn't matter, just stay. When it's time, you will just move. Everything will collapse together like we saw. Everything can come together. Amos 9, it will be heels upon heels he said your head will not be able to swim around it it will come all together so you have enough time let us give god some praise this morning this evening hallelujah just give god praise giving glory to god oh no matter what it says we are moved by the commandment of god we are moved by the spirit we are people who are led by the holy ghost we are not just taking chances we are not taking chances our lives are not like that in the next we are focused on god he says walk before me and be perfect hey oh the time that you have is enough 
time you have is enough. Oh, second pillar Monday is the God who ensures that the plowman can overtake the reaper. Let go, If you have thought you have lost anything, think of your dreams again. Revive those dreams, revive those visions in the name of Jesus. Oh, the Lord is in our midst. I am he will give you back for him, yes. He says the years of the canker worm has eaten, he will restore it unto you. In the Minoko Malakam, it will be like you have lost nothing. And no more than the day. He said, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. It always looks like a dream. It always looks like a dream. For God is able to turn captivity. God is able to turn lost Like I said, time is your friend. Time is not your enemy. It's a provision of God. God made this world. He makes time. It is not an enemy of God. It is your ally. In the time that you have is just enough to fulfill all that God will have you do. To do everything that is in your heart. Everything that the Lord has planned for you. The time that you have is just enough. It's just enough. It's just enough. Only believe. He says, walk before me and be perfect. Walk before me and be perfect. To a 99-year-old man, walk before me and be perfect. It doesn't matter. The perfection can come even in old age. Hallelujah. Oh, it will be like you've lost nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 10, rather. Still in the same light, like, like we saw in Numbers 9, it's the commandment of the Lord that moves. It's the commandment of the Lord that moves. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are carried by the Spirit of God. So we are not carried by the news. We are not carried by what is what is what is normal. We are not carried by what is the in thing. We are not carried. Hey, you are supposed to be married at 30. No, that's not us. We are moved by the spirit. You are supposed to have done so and so. We are moved by the spirit. We don't lose time. We don't lose time. Hallelujah. That must always sink in your walk of faith. That must always sink in your confessions. That time is not your enemy. Time is not your enemy. Like I said at the beginning, we are talking about our friend called time. Hallelujah. God is able to restore the years. Hallelujah. Numbers 10. Proverbs 33. Still on the journey. He says, and they departed from the mount of the Lord. Three days journey. And the ark of the Lord went before them. In three days, in the three days journey to search out a resting place for them. Hallelujah. So the ark went out and began. So the Spirit of God searched out a resting place for them. Let's see how it goes. 34. And the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. And it came to pass when the ark set forward. That means the time for them to move. Remember, you are said to them that. Whether it's one day, two days, one month, 10 years, whatever, just stay in your tent. But when the cloud lifts, look at what Moses said. And it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, See, many of us called this. Look at where it came from. Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. 
and let them that hate you flee before you. Hallelujah. Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee before you. You see, this is not something we do in deliverance. I know many people like to quote this as they are fighting their enemies. But you see, this is in response to the move of the Spirit. This is saying, Lord, I have waited for you. I am walking before you. And as I move, as you have inclinations to move, now that I'm moving, the time that I've lost, they come back to me. That's the meaning of that. He says, rise up, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. They have gone ahead. People have been building towns. Here, here is Israel. Because you know that they were supposed to take the land of Canaan. And land of Canaan was not deserted. Land of Canaan had people. Land of Canaan had families. Land of Canaan had kings. Land of Canaan had, had festivals. But you see, let them continue building. Let them continue doing their civilization. When it's time to move, his enemies will be scattered before him. See, there is no point. That's all you need to say. Lord, I'm moving now. Lord, I stand now. That's all. Your enemies will just be scattered. All the things you think you have lost, they will come back to you. Hallelujah. This is a place of perfection. He says, let your enemies be scattered before you. And then the hate you flee before your face. Hallelujah. So let's just give God praise. Oh, hallelujah. We have all that we need. We have all that we need. And that's all you need to do. As you stand up today, just say in the name of Jesus, I am following your obedience. I follow the leading of your spirit. And as I move in the direction of your spirit, every Everything follows me. Everything follows me. The future I ought to gain, I'll win them. The life I ought to touch, I'll touch them. All the businesses I ought to build, I'll build them. The children I ought to have, I'll have them. Time is not against you. You are not in a place of disadvantage. You are not disadvantaged. Never, never. Hello, who's getting the mark? Thanks be unto God who comforts us to triumph always in Christ. And makes us have all of the knowledge known by us in every place. Oh, we are people who triumph over barring all things from Potanum. Many are who pass with a day of Pico Toshi. Get a Tito who's a Ketele Mongo Tunisa. Helkito Kubarata. Man, teach all Tunis Tigo Ponshi the town. Ira kurine enda la sonde hika kisonga stole bela kitani mundi ira garotis etnons ira ne makunde kele protokonda da fatu se ara kuse no kumanga tuska ataya hallelujah praise god hallelujah praise god praise god hallelujah i'm always father at every point in time i'm father yesterday father today father forever you never outgrow me you always be my child I'll always dot over you. I'll always make up for your errors. I'll always cover your lapses, for I'm your father. You never leave my house. Not like the sons of men who outgrow their parents. No, you never outgrow me. You never leave my hands. You never leave my embrace. You never leave my hands. I wonder if you've lost as your father, I will restore. I will cover you. I will cover you, say God. I am your coverer. I would cover you. Cover your weakness and be your shield upon your right hand. I would cover you. I'll be a roof over your head. I'll make up for that which you lost, for I'm your father. You never outgrow me. I'll forever dot over you. I'll forever be affectionate towards you. You are my child forever. Praise God.